is going on everybody welcome in to another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous november 9th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and it was bonkers today i think you know how weird it was Bonkers Day finishes out a bonkers week, and we are here to uh, to bring you the news, guys. First up on the menu, Switzerland to keep nuclear plants operating for longer than planned. Next up, exclusive representative Josh Breacham proposes to scrap John Kerry's climate job in a move we've been calling for years now. Um, looks like the House is finally catching up. Next up, Texas voters approve $10 billion energy fund with most of it going to build gas-fired power plants. Whoop, whoop. We love that. Next up, Biden puts himself before LNG-related economic and national security needs, or as Stu would say, he is once again pooped on the rug. Um, next up, and finally, Department of Energy invites bids for SPR oil refill. Um, hey, I mean, with oil prices, are they at where they're at now? It actually is lower than their buying price, Stu. So it's going to be, it's, it's interesting that today's the day they, re- they released that. But uh, um, nonetheless, great set of stories today. Stu will then kick it over to me. I'll quickly cover what happened in the overall markets. Really not, not much change. Oil prices tumble a little bit. We did not see the EIA data due to system upgrades. So we will get that number next week. I have a little, I'll, I'll opine on an interesting week to do systems upgrade for the, system for the EIA. upgrade. Yeah, system right. upgrade. We'll cover that and finish out with a few uh, oil and gas finance related tidbits. And then we'll let you guys get on out of here, finish up your week. Um, we appreciate everybody who stuck with us here, here on this Thursday, being with us all week. Um, before we dive into the show, guys, again, as always, the news and analysis you are about to hear is brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Stu and the team do a great job of curating that website to make sure it stays up to speed with everything you need to know to be at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy business. You can email the show, questionsenergynewsbeat.com. Follow the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If I was a 16-year-old YouTuber, I'd smash my fist and say, smash that like button on YouTube at Energy Newsbeat. Hit the subscribe button as well. That's the best place really nowadays to support the show. Um, Again, check us out, energynewsbeat.com. Com, new data news combo product dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. So go take a look at that. Give us your feedback. I'm going to Brett those two where we want to begin. All right. Hey, uh, let's go to Switzerland. I'll tell you, one of my favorite countries around Switzerland to keep nuclear plants operating for longer than planned. Michael, this is something that we've seen even in our beloved third world country of California. They've had to do that. Now, in the Swiss voted in 2017 to phase out nuclear power, but they haven't set a deadline now. Switzerland's also exporting a lot of energy and they're making money on it. So yep. money seems to be a uh, a theme going on around here. And then the energy crisis around the electric supply, there's several other countries. And this goes along with our story the other day when we mm-hmm. heard that uh, 12 countries are applying with the EU for nuclear. Yep. So now that they may extend it as many as 80 years. It, that's nuts. 
Yeah. I mean, 80, I mean, he, this is the funny, I mean, th- this is what we like about nuclear though, is the fact that it does last this long. I mean, we know, we, we know you've got the back of the napkin math on wind farms. What are they lasting? Nine years, 10 years, whatever your math says, 60 years and we'll take it. Oh yeah. And they're not profitable from day one. So, you know, Hey, but uh, I'll tell you what, I think the small modular nukes is going to be the hit parade around here. Uh, Cause it's easier, faster, and might get some better regulations, but you I found the small just- modular reactors. I can't get enough of it. All right. We got to talk about John Kerry's job. Is he about to be uh, on the unemployment line? I hope so. I mean, this is an amazing picture. If we can get uh, Andy, our producer to fly in the picture, John Kerry, this picture is a classic. He's getting onto his private jet. But and no, no, no. Fly- it's not his private jet. It's his family's private jet. So you can't quite nail it to him. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Isn't that what he said before Congress? Well, it's not my plane. It's my family's. Right. It's my wife's. I own nothing. I know nothing. He pulled a Schultz on him. Okay. When you when you when you pull the uh, uh, picture up and you take a look at it, Carrie has got his flat head being beat up against the wall unless you look closer and oh, the doors open. But he's sitting there. Looks like he's beating his head up against the side of the plane. Now, here's the funny part. Josh uh, Breachin from Oklahoma uh, proposed a bill that would eliminate John Kerry's position as the U.S. Special Presidential Envoy of Climate. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I love this quote. President Biden has used the excuse that climate change is an existential threat to create additional bureaucracy inside the State Department. Climate change uh, support office is nothing more than a pet project for Lurch. I mean, John Kerry to integrate climate change into all aspects of American foreign policy decisions. I got to hand it to him. I didn't even know who he was, uh, but he's from Oklahoma. I thought it was pretty cool. I think we're going to have to have him on the podcast, though. But I, I mean, it, this is is exactly as he described. This is a leech on the federal government's budget so that John Kerry can go play politician and attempt to, again, weave climate change into every single policy. And what's crazy is into foreign policy. That's insane. Why would you want to inject climate change into foreign policy? Oh, you're right, because that's why the Israel conflict is going on right now. You're right. It's climate change. It's not that Hamas did a terrorist attack in Israel. It's because they were concerned at the rate of emissions that Israel was doing. So we figured it out. Oh, yeah. And there's some more stuff coming around the corner that, uh, uh, yeah, the Bidens may be even negotiating with Russia to end the Ukraine war. (laughs) (laughs) And what's even funny, I love this last line, Chinese leader Xi Jinping, not a fan of him, but he did stick it to Kerry by holding a two-day climate conference and didn't even invite him. Well, you know, that's like inviting Jock Itch to your date. You know, it's just not something you want to (laughs) do. All right, let's go to the next one here. Okay. That's a good one. What's next? That was pretty funny. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Biden puts himself before LNG related economic and national security needs. He is such a chowder head. I had to, you know, this is a family show. I had to like be careful there. Family show. Yeah. uh, Family. Um, It's a messed up family. Messed up family. Oh, well. 
come on over. We'll treat you like family, but come on over anyway. Uh, Biden's LNG export policies are another example of his duplicitous incompetence. He does not truly support Ukraine, the Western alliance, on denying China advanced semiconductor technology and free market capitalism. Biden is about Biden, not the nation. I love that line. But he's delaying the export licenses for LNG. China just signed a 27-year contract with Qatar. We talked about that on yesterday's show. And it's getting, the Netherlands could say no LNG, no cooperation, no LNG for you. Hey, the Seinfeld LNG Nazi. Remember that? The the soup Nazi? No LNG for you. And, 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 uh, but it can't ship without final export license. It's been waiting for a year. This is nuts. I can't yeah, believe I mean, the, the one thing that could theoretically get the entire world into energy security, if you if you were to divvy it up correctly, is LNG. There's more than enough to go along, go around. But again, going back to the uh, issue with John Kerry, we want to inject climate change into every single foreign policy decision and use it as a tool to beat down our opponents. Oh, yeah. And then you have our sanctioning going against everybody. We've weaponized sanctions and Iran is now uh, they're weaponizing their sanctions against the U.S. and the West. So buckle up for that one. You ask me always, what am I afraid for? Guess what? Uh, When those sanctions kick in. (laughs) <laughs> the consumers Yikes. are going to get it in the drive through Let's go to the last one. My favorite one here. Texas voters approve $10 billion energy fund with most going to gas-fired power plants to stabilize the grid. Michael, I love me some Texas. Uh, I love having Texas license plates. I love sitting here in West Texas. Uh, by a two-thirds margin, voters in the Lone Star State Tuesday approved a con- constitutional amendment by authorizing a new $10 billion energy fund to provide the low-interest loans to build gas-fired power plants. Wow! How awesome is that? There's another $1.8 billion to support the development of microgrids and backup power for critical facilities. This is smart. This is Texas doing it right again. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely doing it right. And again, when it comes down to it, what is the new electricity that's being built? Well, it's gas fire generation. And they say through reliable grid improvement. Can't do that with wind or solar. No. Uh, now, it's kind of we'd funny. be remiss to say if Texas, ironically, isn't the one of isn't one of the more advanced renewable energy states, which I think is fascinating to talk about because wind and solar are a great insurance program when it comes to backup power and grid and specifically backup power and what's known as dispatchable gen or is what's not non-dispatchable generation because dispatchable generation would be considered baseload but it can be great with alongside great baseload energy so again texas they're doing it right in my opinion and going gas fired over rolling this out for new wind farms Oh, I agree. And and I think this is going to be part of the thing that we're seeing, Michael. I've never seen this kind of activity with everybody around the world bailing on wind farms. I mean, it's wind is dead. Long live uh, natural gas. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's go to in- energy department. This one gets me worked up. I'll tell you what, Department of Energy invites it bids for SPR oil refill. 
the DOE has already repurchased 4.8 million barrels for SBR on an average of less than $73 per barrel, far lower than the average about 95 barrel of SBR crude that was sold. Hogwash. The barrel announced they their cost on what they sold was $24. I, whatever crayon math, they didn't even go to OSU. They went to, I think, the University of China. Their math, um, I think uh, Hunter was actually grading this paper. He doesn't even have a crayon. Sorry. Besser Biden. Uh, I'm, I apologize. Now, you can tell I'm worked up on this one. Last no, year. I'm, it's, it's, it's ridiculous the fact that we've drained our supply to the point where now we have to go and refill it at higher prices. Now, the interesting part is they might be saved, Stu. Oil's currently sitting at 75 bucks. This was below the original strike price in which they were going to buy, which is 79 that this article goes out to point. So they may have been saved by okay luck when it comes to oil prices, but it won't last for long. And they better gobble it up as quickly as they can because I think the question I'm going to pose, and this might be a good leeway to our finance segment, so don't answer this question, but keep in mind is, is this the cheapest we will see oil and gas for the next three months? Because it's the cheapest it's been for the last three months. So hold that thought, Stu. Um, let's I'm go gonna, ahead and move over. I'm going to oh, throw ahead. this squirrel at you. I think the reason I picked this article is because it ties into the data being out again at the EIA. And we also thought talked yesterday about your big conspiracy theory idea, which I'm jealous I didn't think of from the API uh, about, whoa, 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 numbers. Guess what? Today, there's a big investment house that was scratching their head on these high dollar things. And they said, we don't get it. Is somebody playing with the numbers. This is a financial house that I had access to that I can't put out there. And they all these big time experts were saying, "Uh oh, there's something fishy going on here. Anyway, off to you. And there's there's a lot fishy going on. And I think this is a nice segue, Stu, into our finance segment. Um, S&P 500, NASDAQ both finish up about uh, a tenth of a percentage point. Crude oil tumbles about another two and a half percentage points um, all the way down to 79.49 off the back of two things. One, again, weakening demand prospects um, when it comes to what's happening specifically with the, the conflict that's going on right now in Israel. People, again, tend to see that demand will continue demand specifically from what's going on in and around, as I said, the Middle East, but also what's going on in China. As guys remember yesterday, the API showed a 12 million barrel build and the EIA comes out today and says, ah, last three days we're doing maintenance upgrades. So we won't know the actual number until next week. Do I smell a conspiracy theory, Stu? Do I? The problem is the API doesn't want prices to drop. So it's hard to say that the American Petroleum Institute was in on a conspiracy to drive prices down. But it's hilarious that on the one day, everybody wants the EIA crude oil storage numbers on system updates. Well, you know what? At 4 a.m. in the or at nine at 7:30 at night with Trump. Hang on, I, I'm not saying this. 7:30 at night, Fox News. All of a sudden, they call it, and then all counting is stopped. So, is that a conspiracy theory? Is this yes. a conspiracy theory? I don't know. Uh, there's a reason we're not gaining subscribers on YouTube, but that's okay, no. folks, because we bring you the conversations that you need to know. Um, so we will find out the EIA petroleum um, crude oil storage numbers next month. Nothing really on the oil and gas finance standpoint. Um, we did see two royalties companies, Phoenix Minerals and Cedito Royalties, announce 
financials. So uh, you can check those out on energynewsbeat.com. But it's the last week of the show, Stu. I vote we finish up a little early. What should people be scared about heading into the weekend? Last week of the show? What are you smoking? Last show of the week. There, Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm quitting. Panic. That's what's new. Oh, no. No. Get the finger. Okay. Clear. Yeah, for our Kidding. podcast listeners, I just held up two mice pretending to have a defibrillator on the chest. Don't leave me. Just kidding. What should we be worried about this weekend, Stu? You look you quitting. Well, g- good thing I'm not. So is there anything else we should be worried about? Eh, let's have a great day. It's a fantastic weekend. Uh, we're going to have some great podcasts. We have six that we're kicking out right away. I have say, who, fantastic. Re- rattle some of these off for us. Um, Let's see here. Boy, it depends what the staff. We just released Dan. Dan from Combo Curve. We oh. love him. Um, Love Dan. Check that out. Uh, We also have, I have to give a shout out to Dan. Dan was at a very high dollar uh, uh, luncheon and executives were there and everything else. And he was, are you ready? Somebody came up and said, I just saw your podcast. And he said, Dan called me up immediately and said, I didn't know how far your podcast had reached. It only just released out. I mean, that's that's pretty strong. Okay, let's go to little does Dan know that I pay, we paid that guy to tell him that. So, oh, well, I stalked Dan. Dan Dan's now. such a class act. Okay, Tucker Perkins, Arena Slav. And then we have uh, uh, Dr. Brooks, uh, another China update. He is really out there. Uh, then we have Kevin Hokett and Noah Dean, uh, a live one that we did at the Permian. Then we have also Larry Richards. He was the head of the Permian show. I'm also interviewing, are you ready, Mark uh, Masters? And he is the guy that started up uh, Tucker, Limbaugh, and all the other folks over there at Fox. We are interviewing him on Friday. I'm also interviewing tomorrow, and this is Steve Reese. I mean, the Steve Reese. We got ah, some- we love ourselves some good Steve Reese. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of big names coming around the world. Absolutely, guys. You can check it out, all out on theenergynewsbeat.com. But for that, guys, we're gonna let you get out of here. Finish up with your week. Happy Thursday, guys. You will hear uh, a podcast interview. Uh, to, uh, we'll drop one one of the ones we just listed on Friday. Saturday, you'll see the weekly recap show. Sunday, you get a break from us, and then Monday, we will be back and at it, guys. So for Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Monday.